Welcome to The Fight with Teddy Atlas. I'm Ken Rideout, joined as always by my partner, legendary trainer and broadcaster, Teddy Atlas. Teddy, good to be with you. Good to be with you, Ken. I see the beard is still missing. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> I think that's good. Yeah, it'll take me another eight weeks to grow a beard, so uh, you don't have to worry about that anytime soon. No, I'm never worried. Just uh, <laughs> happy to see you in any form that you show up. Yeah, this uh, I'm I'm starting to suffer from uh, quarantine fatigue. That's for sure. I think many people are. I think many people are, and that's part of the maybe the casualties that we don't see. We see, unfortunately, the people. Have, God, it's awful that have lost their lives and and had people that have lost their lives to this terrible virus. But then it's the collateral damage that it's also brought. You know, besides the direct damage that the people that have suffered directly from the virus, but the other things that it's caused were depression, uh, suicides, uh, it's a thing you hate to even say, um, are up. Where, you know, people that are, living in abusive situations, now it's worse. You, you know, it's it's a worse situation. So it's it's caused what it's caused directly to the people that have, you know, constricted the virus um, and gotten sick, but it's also caused all these other peripheral things uh, that are hurting people and hurting us. It's very sad watching people who've built up businesses, especially businesses in the service industry, restaurants, catering companies that they've spent 10, 20, 30 years working towards. And every week they're just watching us, this, their business slowly die, going towards this like finish line of week by week. Like how many more weeks can I survive? Some of them obviously haven't lasted very long, but even the ones who are well, really well established just getting closer and closer to like a death march, getting closer to the deadline. And it's, yeah, man, it's hard on everyone. And even to your point of depression, I mean, I, I have days where I'm like feeling depressed in, in ways that I don't normally feel. And it's, um, so I can imagine people that are suffering real clinical depression, how much this is amplifying the problem. It's very sad. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, the, what you touched on, the, the people that have spent 20 years, 15 years, 10 years, 30, whatever the number, you pick it, you choose it. It's dramatic. It's traumatic. It's too much. Uh, something that they put everything into, you know, uh, for their future, for their kids' future. They were going to hand it over to their kids. I mean, truly, blood, sweat, and tears, yep. you know, to build these businesses. And, and now they're going to be gone, some of them. Yeah. All I would say is we, I don't know, we we feel it all together as as a people. And um, if you had, and it's not easy to say this because I'm not preaching to anyone, you know, easily because I don't have a business like that that I lost. We all lose something. But I'm just saying I hope they don't lose it, but no matter what, the ability that you had to build right. it doesn't get lost. Yep. That's what I would say. That doesn't get lost. That character, that flame, that 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 determination, that selflessness, you know, that push that you had to do it. That that's not that the virus isn't able to take that away. 
And um, that's still there. And that's going to show itself again. Yeah. And along those lines, it's not just the people that have built their own business, but as applies to um, to boxing as well. I mean, all the guys that, you know, we think of boxers and I think the, the, the general public tends to look at boxers and think of like Floyd Mayweather and everyone's rolling in dough. But what about the blue collar guy like an Andrew Cancio who's working at the gas company, hasn't had a fight in months or any of the other guys that are that don't have a job a full-time job and they're full-time fighters and they haven't been able to even you know get into a gym so not only are we worrying about when are we going to have fights again but these guys need time to train and i know you know this but it's like it's a boxing show so we're going to bring this back to boxing and that's not to minimize the struggles that other people are having but as it applies to boxing, you know, people are chomping at the bit to have events again, but let's not discount the fact that these guys need time to get in shape and be ready to fight. And some guys have the luxury of having nicer facilities, maybe in their garage or access to a private gym, but not everyone has that. So a lot of, um, there's a lot of uh, uh, hurdles to get over before we start to see legitimate competitive fights in my opinion i i hope i'm wrong i hope it comes back quickly but i just think that there is a ton of uh a ton to overcome in that department and one of the fights that's being talked about um well before we start ken yeah uh, on that line in that vein of thinking about others yeah about more than just talking sports about talking life and to talk to our audience and caring about people i don't have any more answers i'd go and give them to you if i did than someone else or just have what i have to offer and i would just offer two things one is just like in the ring when those terrible moments can come the pressure the the controversy the the doubts the the thing that you have to overcome uh that that wave you know of fear and anxiety and darkness that comes over you, that, remember, it doesn't last forever. This will not last forever. And that's the tricky part, is that you get lost in that that fog of pressure and everything that goes with it, and controversy, you know, anxiety, and you get lost in it, and you start to think that this is going to last forever. It's not. It's not. It's not. And I would say that to you, to the people out there, okay? And one other thing, and I said it earlier, to all of you, the fighters, the, the, the fathers, the moms, the, uh, the people that have small businesses, the people that work, you know, their jobs to, to raise their families, that have dreams for other things, all of you have special talents and the capacities to overcome things. You've done it in your life in different ways already. That's why you've accomplished what you've accomplished. You still have those capacities. They're not taken away by this virus. They're still there. When it's all over with, they will still be there. And you will use them again to come back. Let's talk uh, boxing. All right, let's get into it. One of the fights they're talking about um, in the future. I don't think we have to worry about in the near future, but the Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder trilogy. Um, lot to talk about here. Um, obviously, we had a draw in the first fight, and uh, Fury won 
uh, one-sided affair in the second uh, in the second fight. Fury's uh, Wilder's corner had to throw in the towel. Mark Breland. Um, and one of the things I wanted to talk to you about specifically with this fight is, from a trainer's perspective, what should Wilder be looking to do differently? What should his trainers be focusing on going forward? Is there, if you were his trainer, what would your game plan be? To the to the best that you can explain it here, uh, I'm just curious from your perspective. What do you think he needs to work on that that's that that he actually has the ability to address? Well, if I was his trainer, I'd fire myself <laughs> because I obviously haven't taught him. And again, you know, the spears are going to come and the rocks. I mean, what the truth is not allowed anymore in life. You know, when when it comes at me, it's allowed. I'm not perfect. Okay. But but if I'm in a position of analyzing and answering questions, I, I got to do it in a, sometimes in a very straightforward, sometimes it could be in a harsh way. Sometimes it turns out to be in a, in a very uh, complimentary way. But sometimes it don't because it's the position you're in to answer the question. The question, not to worry about, what agenda you want to keep and whose side you want to be on, how that's going to serve you, and if it's going to be comfortable and convenient. No, if it's the truth. That's why people are listening, to hear that, what you think is the truth. It's only what I think is the truth, for my opinion. But I think that there are a lot of things that he wasn't taught. I've said it before. This ain't news. Ain't new. I've said it before. A lot of things, and he finally paid a price for those things he never got taught, things he never learned. Other than that he had power. And that's not even taught. That's that's uh, born. Not made. Power. That kind of power in the right hand. Great power. Uh, and it makes up for mistakes sometimes. It erases a lot of mistakes. But if that's all you have and you don't build other things around it, one day you're going to be in a situation where it's not enough. And you're going to pay a price for the things you didn't learn, you didn't develop, you didn't pay attention to, you didn't get taught. And so as far as the question also of what can they change, how are those people going to change anything? If they haven't taught him up to this point, how are they going to start teaching him now? What if they wait till he lost to bring out the real artillery? <laughs> That's a good point. What if they wait till he lost to say, now I'm going to teach you? Really? No, I don't think that was anyone's plan. It's not a good one if it was. <laughs> not too good. If they were going to teach him something, it would have been taught already. It would have been done already. So what are they going to, nobody news brought, brought in. Maybe someone news brought in I don't know about. All right, then I then I step back. But otherwise, what's he going to learn? You know, what it's going to start with is, that old saying, sometimes it's it really means something. Sometimes it's just a saying, a cliche, but sometimes it's not. This time it's not. Look in the mirror. That's where it starts. Look in the mirror. See what you see. See what you don't like. See what you like, what you don't like. See what looks back. See who looks back. That's what you got to do. You know, be honest with yourself. Start with that it wasn't because of the the weight of the costume that you wore into the ring. It was the weight of the doubt that you carried into the ring. 
Start with that. Start with that. Start putting that on a barbell and lifting it X amount of times in the gym. Start with that. And as far as motivation, look for something called redemption. Look in that mirror and be angry. Be angry. Be embarrassed. Be mad. Be honest. Be determined. Be Joshua. Yeah, I knocked uh, him, and I gave him all the credit in the world when he deserved it, when he earned it. All of it. All of it. That's what you're supposed to do. Be Joshua. Be a guy who looked the devil in the eye and said, you know what? You ain't winning this time. Because that's who won the last time, the doubt. Once the power wasn't there, I know he got hit behind him being water. I know he got hit behind the in the third round, Drew's equilibrium off. I know that's tough. I know fighters have submitted to that in the past, and I know fighters have overcome that in the past. Be one of the ones that overcome it. What does it take to overcome it? What does it take? Choices. Choices. Choices that had to be made before you got in the ring, before you got hit behind the ear, that you're ready to go to that place. You're ready to face what you have to face. You're ready to be more than just a puncher. I say it again. You're ready to be more than just a puncher, a champion, a guy who behaves like a champion. Not punches like a champion, behaves like a champion. There it is. There it is. You want it, you don't want it, whatever. But that's that's what it is. Be Joshua, I'll say it again. Be him in a rematch with Ruiz, where he was determined, angry, not looking to make friends, not looking to be satisfied because of what his bank account said. He was a, he wanted he wanted redemption. He wanted to erase what happened. He wanted to live with himself peacefully again. Be that. That's where it starts. Be all of that. And uh you know nobody asked a question, Ken. Nobody. I'm curious. Everybody talked about the 200. Everybody talked about the 270. Uh, what was it? 273 pounds, somewhere in that neighborhood, that uh, that Fury came in. Okay, the increase in weight. All right. But I just find it interesting, funny, curious, whatever, missing, that nobody talked about the extra 17 pounds or whatever it was that. Joshua, that, uh, what's his name, Wilder put on. Nobody talked about that. Why'd he put that weight on? Why? I'm a trainer. I'm a, a, let me, you know, it's like being a detective. You're a detective. You have the skills to, to be a detective, to detect things, to figure things out. As a trainer, you got to be a detective. All right, maybe because he, he dropped him twice in the first fight and he thought the extra weight would keep him down this time. Maybe. I don't know. But there's got to be a reason. I want to know the reason. I want to know the reason. Or maybe the other reason, I could only come up with two, Ken. Maybe the other reason was that he just didn't give a damn. And, and I'm not really saying that. I'm not really saying it. What, what do I mean by that? I just want to get everyone's attention. I got him. Maybe, maybe just thought it was enough 
He had the attitude. I dropped him twice. I was this far away from having him out of there. All I have to do, I don't have to train as hard maybe or I don't have to worry about weight or I don't have to worry about conditioning. I'm not saying he wasn't in condition. I'm just saying I don't have to worry about other things. All I have to do is show up and sooner or later this punch is going to land again and I'm going to go home and I'm going to celebrate again like I have before. Maybe he went in there with that attitude. Wrong attitude. You know, it's kind of like in one of those game shows. <laughs> Wrong answer. <laughs> you know, really, that's that's kind of, that's what's that show? I love that guy. The uh, Family Feud. The Is that Family Feud? Family uh, Feud now is Steve Harvey. Uh, yeah, Steve Harvey. I love him. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I get a kick out of him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They the, uh, <laughs> wrong, ad- and then he'll look at them like, <laughs> "Did you really? Was that really your answer?" <laughs> and I get a kick out. Was that? Was that? He'll walk away for a minute, come back. That that was you. You said that. <laughs> you know, kind of like that great comedian, that great comedian Maniscalco. What's his name? Oh, Rob's Sebastian Sebastian Manis- Manikalsko or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Oh, he's hilarious. Italian guy. I mean, I, I was at one of his, I was at a private concert with him, uh, my daughter, when before he was known. Yeah. He was just coming out. And he was so funny. And it's like that. Like when, when, he's, when he looks at the audience, when he's telling a story about something, he goes, <laughs> aren't you embarrassed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that might have been the title of his uh, last special on Netflix or one of his specials. Aren't you embarrassed? I just love it. You know, uh, but the way he says it, you know, with that, aren't you embarrassed? Aren't you embarrassed? Uh, You know, and so, I mean, you can say that sometimes about people. I can say about myself if uh, I was an idiot at certain places. (laughs) Aren't you embarrassed to, uh, to say that that's the reason that you failed or that... You know, that that's the excuse or, you know, whatever. And and what I'm saying is in all seriousness is, hey, you better get your, get it together. Be ready this time to fight, to, to have the right choices, to make the right choices, to fight where you're not looking for help, where you're on your own, where, uh, what do I mean by that? Of course a fighter's on his own, he gets in a ring. But no, if the attitude was that I'm just going to land a punch, no, then you're not prepared. Then you're not prepared to put the work in. You're not prepared to go to battle, to what's always the possibility when you get into the ring, to be prepared for the utmost, the ultimate, the, that battle, that battle that gets to that place where the other guy ain't given, and you better be prepared not to get. But if you went in there just thinking, I'm going to land this and I'm going home, then you're not prepared. You're not ready to do what you got to do. This time you got to be ready to own up to everything yourself, to depend on you, not your power. Yeah, there's a difference. Yeah, there's a difference. Depend on you. Like that movie... Training Day, that 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 great movie. I mean, Denzel Washington, one of our great actors, has been in so many great classic movies, and this is one of them. I think that's his best work ever. 
Oh, it was one of them, but there's a lot of them with Denzel. There's a lot. How about Man on Fire? That's pretty freaking good. Yeah, that's a good one. But I still like Training Day. That's one that I could watch. Every time it's on, I stop and watch. Man, and and how about that when when the people, there were better people than him, better people than he gave him credit for. Yep. The people in that tough neighborhood, mm-hmm. that tough place, that aren't always treated, life hasn't always been good for whatever you want to call it. And some of them made bad decisions. And some of the decisions were made bad for them. Yep. By life too, sometimes. By the where they were. The position where they were. And circumstances. But these people, they were better than him. Better than the bad cop. That mm-hmm. when the other cop, the good cop, right? Hawk, Ethan Hawk, whatever his yeah. name is. When when they're when all of a sudden He's telling them to all kill, to kill this fool. Kill this fool. Yep. I'll take care of you. Kill him. And they looked at him, and the gang leader took the gun, and he walked to the middle of the street, and he said, put it in the middle of the street. He said, you got us twisted. <laughs> I think he said, <laughs> I loved it. I yeah. think he said, you got us twisted, homie. He said he put it down, <laughs> and 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 Denso looked at him, and said, "So, so gonna be like that? So that's the way it is." And yep. the guy goes, "Yep, got to put your own work in here. Got to put your own work in here tonight. Yep, got to put your own work in here tonight. There it is, Ken. That's what it is. If I'm his trainer, I'm not. But if I, that's what I would really, really, I would say." You got to put your own work in here tonight. You can't go in there depending on the right hand. You got to go in there depending on you because it's always about you. But that day was always coming. It was always coming. It was just a matter of when it was going to show up. That's it. That's my, that's it. From a technical standpoint, what do you think Wilder needs to focus on, though? Aside from the the mental side of things, which I know is a huge component, what technically... Most important, 75% of it. Go ahead. Yep. But technically, I mean, to me, it was a one-sided affair. He has that the threat of that big right hand, but I just think in terms of talent and skill set, it's a one-sided affair. How do you even prepare? Like, if you're training him, what are you focusing on for starters? Uh, taking into account what you already said, I know he's maybe he hasn't been trained the way he should have been, but all that aside, now he's got this rematch coming up with a guy who appears to have much far superior boxing skills. What's the game plan going forward for stop, the trilogy? Stop looking at the other guy's advantages. He's a bigger guy. Yep. Look at yours and use them and put yourself in position to use them. What am I talking about? Length. He's bigger, you're longer. Get your punches off at the right distance before he invades your space. Before he captures the fort. Before that. Don't wait until he's coming over the wall. The frick you're going to do then? Then you're watching one of those, you know, cowboy and Indian movies. It's too late. It's too late. Get your punches off at the right distance before he invades that space, as I just said. Uh, be the boss. Be the boss. Be a smart boss. I'm not saying you can't go back, but don't get pushed back. Go back because you want to go back. Because it's a plan. There's a reason to go back. There's an advantage behind it. 
because you chose to go back. Don't go back because he made you go back. Go back a little sooner ahead of him where you could catch him coming in because you wanted to go back. Not him. Do what you want to do. Not what he tells you to do. Not what he forces you to do. Hit him in the body every once in a while. You know? He he made you feel like it was an immovable object. Like a train that you couldn't stop. You know? Derail that train. Knock it off the tracks a little. Take coal out of the engine room. Bang him in the body a little bit. You know? Use that jab. You know, as I said, sometimes when the punches come, here's something you can learn new. Move your freaking head. How's that? How's that for an idea? Move your head. Move your head let the punch go by and counter right there. Step to the side so you get off that track instead of being forced back on that track. You can learn that. You could do that. Maybe you never thought you had to. Guess what? You have to. You have to. I think a lot of people are dismissing him in this trilogy because of the one-sided affair in the second fight. But I think that people quickly forget how much power he has in that right hand. So it's just a matter of trying to find a way to land it without getting exposed, right? I but mean, that's a big matter. Yeah. That's a big matter. It's kind of big. It's kind of a big deal. <laughs> Customato, the great Customato once told me, Teddy Atlas, you better... Teach your guy a couple of delivery systems, backups. Because a punch is like a bomb. It only has value, military value, if you have a way of getting it to the target. Even when it's an evasive target. It only You have to have special missiles, delivery systems, to get it to the target. You better develop them for your fighter. So he has them. Because otherwise, all it's going to do, like a bomb, it's going to blow up and make a big hole in the ground. And then when it rains, you can go swimming. (laughs) I think what makes this fight so interesting is because, again, how do both guys react when Fury, I mean, beat him up badly in the in the last time out does fury come in a little bit overconfident does wilder do what you describe what joshua did and look for redemption get angry come back i think there's a ton of variables here and it's like yes. i think most most people just most people just assume fury's going to go in there and run him over again but i'm curious to see how they both react how the, what the posture is like what the build ups like how their um what their attitude is like in the pre-fight hype and then how they look getting into the ring cuz this 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 thing could go a lot of different ways obviously i'm not that like you would say does it make me the great kreskin but the um the amazing uh, kreskin not the great kreskin the amazing kreskin <laughs> but i'll be Listen, curious to, to touch on what you just said ken um I know where you're going. I know what you're implying. It's the right things. Will Fury not live up to his responsibility to keep the title? Will he be satisfied? Whatever. And will he do a Ruiz? Let's be honest. We, we, we're, we, we're transparent here. That's what you're basically saying. Because it, there has to be a precedent for what you're saying. Or it's better if there is. It's, it makes for better conversation, for stronger conversation 
putting out there an example. And especially if it's a relatively uh, recent example. And there it is, Ruiz. So what you're saying is Joshua has to be, not Joshua, Fury has to make sure he doesn't do a Ruiz and Wilder has to do a Joshua. That's what you're talking about. And I would say there's less chance of Fury being a Ruiz because of what he's been through in his life. He's already been to the other side. You know, this is a guy that's thought about ending it. He's thought about giving up the most precious thing we have on this planet, the greatest gift of all, life. Nobody should be in that position to think about giving it up. He's thought about giving it up already. And he's been to that edge of the cliff, the cliff that goes nowhere, the cliff that there's no coming back from, the abyss, right? Yeah. He's been there. He's been there, Ken. You know, he doesn't take things for granted anymore. When your life is passed in front of you, when you've made a decision to give it up and then you've, you've gotten a second chance on that decision and you've seen what you need to see, the value of life, the value of how you live every day, the strength, the power of what it means, of where it puts you and makes you feel. Once you have that, you have the capacity, usually, to never take anything for granted. To not throw it away. Because to, you know what you're throwing away. See, that's why a lot of the people, they throw away things, but they don't know what they're throwing away. If they get a second chance, they'll live different. They'll live a better life. God, give them a second chance, I say. But sometimes they don't get it. Sometimes it's too late. He got a second chance. He got a gift. He'd be in fury. A great, great, great gift. And I think that he is going to always appreciate and understand what that gift is. And he's not a candidate, at least to me, I could be wrong, that you could sit back of your water and depend on him not coming in ready. That's all. For that reason. For those reasons. And I don't know if Wilder has the capacity. I don't know if Wilder has the capacity to beat Joshua. But no, I'm going to change that, Ken. I'm going to change that. I change when I think it's necessary. I do. I'm going to change that. I think Wilder does have to. I'm going to give him the credit to I know differently that he does have the capacity. And to I know differently, he had the capacity to be a world champion. That takes a certain amount of character. I'm going to say that Wada does have the capacity to be a Joshua, to change, to look the devil in the eye, to look himself in the mirror, and to change, and to be better. I'm going to say he does. And because I say he does, then he has a chance. He has a chance. The one thing I was going to point out, though, if he's looking for or if anyone's counting on um, Fury to show up and pull an Andy Ruiz, meaning win the title, then come back and be lazy, rest assured that's never happened. At 30-0 and 0 with 21 knockouts, he's never shown up 
looking terrible. I mean, I think at times he fights to the level of his competition and he might not look good against guys he should beat. But every time he's been in there for a world title, with the exception of the draw against uh, Deontay Wilder the first time after a two-plus-year layoff or whatever the time was, he always shows up for the big fights. And in the last one... You know what, Ken? Yeah. He knows how to win. I'm so glad you said that, Ken. You're a smart man. He knows how to win. I'm going to take it further. He knows how to win when the moment and the money's on the line. Some people know how to do that. Other yep. people know how to win when the pressure's not there. They, it's great. Don't get me wrong. They know how to win during the regular season, but not the postseason. Yep. He knows how to win in the postseason. That's something that they always said Andy Reid didn't know how to do, you know, yeah. um, until he did it. Yep. Or oh, Schottenheimer, uh, the coach, the great Kansas City coach, for so many years, he would win. He would dominate. So in the regular season, but then he would lose in the postseason. He didn't know how to win when it was on the line, when when the money was on the line. There, there's a there's a talent to that. There's a specialness to that. There's a there, there's something to that, and he has it. Fury knows how to win when the money's on the line. I've I've made this analogy before, but he's like the great pool players, Willie Moscone. One of the greatest pool, pure pool players of all time. Pure. Pure shooter. Unbelievable. I mean, nobody's beaten him. I mean, he run 10, 20 racks in a row. Whatever. I don't know exactly, but I'm just saying. I'm making a point. And he wouldn't miss a shot. And then you had you had this kind of almost carnival barker, this 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 um, junkyard dog, this this guy that was named Minnesota Fats, the fat man. <laughs> the fat man movie made about him yeah movie made about that's pretty good when a movie's made about you right yeah and and he he'd come in he couldn't run 20 racks but he could handle the pressure when the money was there he got serious something changed he could handle everything that went with that pressure there's pressure mm-hmm. when money's there there's pressure and all of a sudden you know, he'd get under Willie's skin. Hey, don't miss that shot, Willie. I'm uh, <laughs> what? Well, uh, no, I'm just saying, don't don't miss it. I know you won't miss it. Uh, uh, what's that? Lint? Is that lint that's on the felt there? Oh, uh, all right, that won't bother you. That little piece of lint. It won't. What? And now, oh, oh, you scratched. Oh, whoa. <laughs> well, all right. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> Minnesota had his had his run. He had his moment. You know, the fat man. The fat man. Uh, he wasn't as good, but he was better than good when the money was on the line. Yeah, There's something to that. Mm-hmm. And you're right. I'm so glad you brought it up. Fury has that. He has that, and he knows he has it. He believes he has it. You know, that... That... Maybe that's something that Michael Jordan has. You know, everybody's watching this right now. You know, I mean, it's probably one of the most watched things in the history of TV. I yeah. mean, you talk about timing. Can you imagine bringing out this documentary 20 years later? You do this documentary on arguably the greatest athlete or one of the greatest athletes, one of the greatest, if not the greatest basketball player of all time, Michael Jordan, and you bring it out when there's a pandemic where nobody... Nobody can watch live sports. 
and you bring it out where the only thing to watch is this. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing new is this. In sports, that is. In sports. And, oh my God, you talk about a captive audience. Everybody's watching it. But what am I making a point at? That point that he had, I think the documentary shows, he had the capacity, the ability to control the moment, to be in the moment. That sounds so simple, don't it? Yep. It ain't that simple. The biggest moment of your life, Ken, all this, you're on a stage, lights everywhere, you can't hide. He didn't want to hide. He looked for it. He embraced it. He asked for it. He begged for it. He lived for it. He trained. He prepared for it. He believed for it. That moment. That he could live in that moment. Conquer in that moment. Triumph in that moment. Think in that moment when others stop thinking. Act in that moment. Become in that moment. Be seen in that moment when other people disappeared. And guys like Minnesota Fats, has they have that. That ability to embrace the moment, to live in the moment, to make the moment their moment. That's special. Yeah. And the special ones have it. Fury definitely embraces the spotlight. He seems to be completely unfazed. He actually seems to like get better as the as the pressure increases. Like I said, he's looked not great, not not as greatest against lesser opponents, but even against Otto Wallen, where he wasn't looking great when he was tested and has suffered that huge cut over his eye. You literally saw him pick his game up, like uh, uh, turn on a dime. And not start only picked fighting, up his like, game. I'm so glad you brought that. Not only picked up his game. He made a transition. He, he he went from a he went from a butterfly to a moth. Yep. I think it's reverse in nature, but nature doesn't <laughs> mind. I'm friends with nature, and they allow me sometimes to reverse the metamorphosis a little bit. Um, you know, I, but uh, but you get the point. He yeah. he completely changed himself. He's a boxer. He's not a come seek and destroy guy. Yep. He's not a go get your heat seeking missile. He never was. All yeah. of a sudden, he became that. All of a sudden, when he had to be that, that night, when he was cut, he became that. And he, it wasn't pretty. He won. It was gritty. Mm -hmm. It was gritty. And he won. And something clicked in his head, this genius that he is. Yeah, I knock people when they should be. But I give them what they should get, too. He's a genius. Hey, I didn't say it a lot. Oh, you think I'm crazy? I'll say it again. He's a genius. He knew there's something clicked from that. He said, you know what? Maybe I should use that in my next fight when I fight Wilder instead of using my legs and dancing around the ring where I thought I won. I don't know that he won that night. I thought Wilder probably won. But it's okay. But a lot of people thought Fury won. But when he danced around that night, but he still got caught twice. And almost got knocked out. Now he said, you know what? Something I just did tonight. Now I know I can do it. I'm going to use it. I'm going to use this. This was kind of like a rehearsal. Like a dress rehearsal. 
I'm going to become a different character. I'm going to become a different person, a different fighter. Well, there's uh, there'll be a ton of uh, hype as this one gets closer, and there'll be a lot of um, talking points going forward. But uh, before we leave it there, is there anything else you wanted to hit on before um, before we wrap it up? No, just um, you're drinking a lot of diet soda there, kid. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm drinking. You know? I'm drinking mostly seltzer, but I did have one diet coke. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. But um, all right. Well, listen, I'm glad you're staying hydrated. Uh, you know, I'm I'm glad we could see your beautiful face without having <laughs> to look through that beard. Uh, we, we, that's good. Tell your family I say hello. I will. And again, thank you to them for giving us you uh, <laughs> so we can talk about these things. Well, thank you for the time. Say hello to everyone, uh, to the fans. Thanks for listening. Appreciate the support as always. And um, we'll be back soon. Everyone stay safe. <laughs>